Hey, I'm Obi, that said, and we are drinking from the Garden Oats, your favorite podcast. Find us wherever you get your podcast. Be it Apple, be it Amazon, Spotify, Alexa. We got it. We are there. Like us, subscribe, leave us comments, send us messages. We love to hear from those on all our social, and uh, we appreciate the feedback. Ed, how are you? Doing great. Getting ready for freeze-a-getting. Gonna get cold real quick, real soon around here. So uh, getting ready for it. Oh, it, it does look it. It looks like it's gonna be cold and not snowy, which is like the least favorite thing. I like a good snow, but not the 30s or 20s without it. I I already got people at work saying it's gonna rain and then freeze. So maybe we should leave early. <laughs> okay, it's Tuesday. We'll figure that out on Friday. <laughs> they're like, please, they're like. What they're saying is, Ed, it's the Friday before Christmas. We're leaving early. Here's an excuse you can use to tell the bosses. I think pretty much that's what's being set up already. Um, when you get those texts on a Tuesday, letting you know about the weather on Friday. My, I have a canned response. It's always like, yeah, it certainly looks that way. I guess we'll see what happens on that day. I got to tell you, at my work, it feels like every day this week has felt like Friday. And then you wake up and you're like, there's another day to work. This is, it's been three days and it's felt like two weeks already. You know, I, there's no doubt about that. So I, you know, the day this drops, I'm, I'm not working. So, um, it, so every day has seemed like Thursday to me. Like I just, (laughs) I just like, I looked at the calendar today. I'm like, are you kidding me? I still got more days to go. I thought for sure the week was over. I mean, you gotta be kidding me. I agree. This is, this is like the slowest moving week. And then next week, since I'm not working, it's going to be like the fastest moving week. Like I'm going to wake up and it'll be like Friday. I'm like, wait a second. It was just Christmas morning and now it's Friday. That's how that. that I expect this. I expect the same thing. This the way the holiday fell with the days I'm taking off. Not the best. So we are going to uh, not go to our main topic since we're so into the holiday conversation. We're going to stick with my secondary topic. It's going to become the first topic. Ed. Your opinion, your persuasion, if you will, Die Hard, Christmas movie or not? Oh, goddamn, that's a Christmas movie. Listen, I, this is awesome that you would say that because I'm going to tell you right now what is happening immediately after I log off from recording this episode. The family's watching Die Hard tonight. It is a Christmas movie. We are watching Die Hard tonight. So I am very split on this. And I can argue solidly, I believe, for either side. So, you know, I'm going to take the other point of view, but know that I am not diehard on either one of these point of views, pun intended. If it was a Christmas movie, there wouldn't be a question about it. There wouldn't be people arguing about it being a Christmas movie if it was a Christmas movie. Like, it's kind of like porn. You, if you see it and you know it, and if not, a, if there's a large contingent of people like, I don't see it, not a Christmas movie. That's a that's a poor argument. I think you would lose and you'd get an F in logic class with that argument because I'm going to tell you why. It's stupid people that don't realize it's a Christmas movie. They're the stupid people of the world that created this argument because it's completely lost on them that the movie takes place on Christmas Eve. How can a movie who takes place solely? It's not like, you know, a lot of movies take place over a period of time. Die Hard takes place on one freaking day, Christmas Eve. 
it's a Christmas movie. Matter of fact, it might even be two days. It might actually bridge over midnight into Christmas because, you know, he was killing people for a while there. So it's a Christmas movie, but stupid people forget about it. That's really what it is. But don't you think that those stupid people at this point would have gone back, watched it, and then made their decision? Like, oh, stupid people are stubborn too. Listen, how would I have a Nakatomi Plaza Christmas party? 1988 t-shirt if it wasn't a Christmas movie. I mean, you could have a t-shirt that represents anything and not have it be a Christmas movie. No. Uh, your, your argument's terrible. I'll tell you this. I have a better argument. I can argue why it's not a Christmas movie. Okay. I got an argument for you. Just saw this today. The limo driver, when he's hanging out in the garage waiting for John McClane, he's watching USC play Notre Dame. USC and Notre Dame played November 26, 1988, which was two days after Thanksgiving. So in reality, there's a time continuum problem here, and maybe it's a Thanksgiving movie. That would be my argument for you. See, I, I got a better argument for why it is a Christmas movie. It has nothing to do with it happens on Christmas. Because if you go ahead... And rewatch It's a Wonderful Life. I would like to you to tell me what that movie has to do with Christmas. It happens in the winter. The end happens in the winter. The entire movie happens over the entire guy's life. And I don't even think you see him celebrate Christmas once. But what makes it a Christmas movie is the zeitgeist of the country has decided it's a Christmas movie. And so therefore you watch it around Christmas. And that has more to do with the in, in line with Die Hard, because when Die Hard was released in July, it was an action movie that happened to happen on Christmas. It was not a Christmas movie that happened to be an action movie. So it has become a Christmas movie because people on the It's a Christmas movie side have decided I'm going to watch this at Christmas and then they justify it by going, well, it happens on Christmas Day. It's a Christmas movie. There's no justification. It happens on Christmas. Why wouldn't I watch it on Christmas? Do you watch It's a Wonderful Life? No, never watched that movie in my life. Do you consider it a... Obviously not, because I've never watched it. Because you never watched it doesn't mean that you don't consider it Christmas. Is it a movie that in your head is connected to Christmas? Listen, first of all, it's my podcast, right? So I get to make half the rules on this podcast, right? So let's put that. So like, you know, don't compare me to society. I get to make the rules to my podcast. Second part is... I'm going to mute you. It won't be your podcast. Well, be, you only can mute half of the podcast. Then. Point. Yes, I do think it's a Christmas movie because everyone's told me it's a Christmas movie. Not because I... I'm, you know what? Now I'm never watching that damn movie because it's not a Christmas movie. So that's but funny. Told me it was a Christmas movie. Everyone has told you, which, which is actually my true argument for why Die Hard is a Christmas movie. So many people have told me it's a Christmas movie. So many people have bought into it being a Christmas movie that those people who say it's not are probably wrong just because they are allowed and probably big minority, but still a minority. If that many people think it's a Christmas movie. It's probably a Christmas movie because it's a Christmas movie to them. 
Like my biggest argument is to go through the film and try to pick and choose what makes a movie a Christmas movie, I think is a flawed attempt at deciding what makes it a Christmas movie. Because I think that that definition of whatever you use will eventually take a Chris, some Christmas movie and push it out. And be like, well, that's the exception. That one doesn't have those things. So let me add this. And then you add this other thing. And all of a sudden, it's a movie that just happens to happen a snowfall in it that nobody has watched in 30 years and is never going to watch is, oh, that's a great Christmas movie. Rambo. Rambo. Does Rambo take place on Christmas? Rambo, the final shootout, it, it happens in the winter, the final shootout, he's destroying uh, Christmas decorations in the city in Portland. In Oregon, not Portland. Freedom, I think is the name of the town, but it is Freedom. So at, when you see Rambo, you're like, eh, this could be a Christmas movie. Like, there's enough Happy. Rocky Four is a Christmas movie. He fights Drago on Christmas Day. There you go. There you go, right? Rocky. See if you start. That's my point. If you start, if you start to just try to define it by what's in the movie, but you're going to find problem. things. Yeah, but here's the problem, though. And again, I, I went back with my original argument on Die Hard. It takes place solely on Christmas Eve and possibly Christmas Day. Rambo, parts of it are on Christmas. Rocky Four, parts of it are on Christmas. Right. So it's not all on Christmas. That's why I think it's a little loose that those will be Christmas movies. But Die Hard, Die Hard might actually be the only Christmas movie ever because all other movies take place like on the days, like Christmas Vacation, for example. That takes place the whole month of December. There's scenes with him actually at work kissing his boss's ass. What's Christmassy about that? What about Polar Express then? That happens all, not only does that happen all on Christmas Eve, it all happens between 11.55 and midnight on Christmas Eve. Oh, Polar Express is a Christmas movie without a doubt. Okay, so there's two Christmas movies. <laughs> okay. Like even Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer might not be a Christmas TV show because that goes from the birth of that freaking uh, reindeer all the way up to Christmas Eve. Like, so it encompasses a lot more than just Christmas. I mean... Okay. He's playing reindeer hey, games you, and getting made fun of. I mean, that was not on Christmas. You want to do an attack? How about Frosty? Oh, Frosty. That stuff, that's not even about Christmas. <laughs> it's about a freaking snowman. That's, and here that's you, not Christmas. See, there you go. I mean, if you, I appreciate that you're going to stick by your hardcore definition and eliminate Frosty from the Christmas vernacular. No more Frosty. Gone. Magic The hat. only reason... Yeah, the only reason Frosty gets into the conversation is Santa shows up to save his ass, right? Yeah. Like, Santa, like, brings him back to life, right? Yes. Okay. We don't know that was on Christmas. And a matter of fact, it wasn't because Santa had time to go take a freaking snowman and put him back to life. On Christmas, he's freaking busy. I mean... He's busy the day before Christmas. He's busy the month before. He's got to keep those elves in line. This had to be after Christmas. It was probably a January snowstorm. Santa had zero to do so he could show up and save a snowman. It's not a Christmas. There's no way. It's January. You want to celebrate January, boom, Frosty's your thing. So you're telling me Santa was coming back from Miami, enjoying his post-winter break, heard about this snowman, said, let me just drop in here, bring this snow dude back to life, and I'm going to get up to the North Pole and start next year's work. Get those elves rolling. Probably. I'll tell you one other thing. Maybe, maybe, maybe what happened. I don't know where Santa was hanging out, but maybe the kids in that Frosty that made Frosty, right? They seemed a little down on their luck. 
Maybe their parents screwed him for Christmas and Santa felt bad about it. So he had him on a list. He was keeping an eye on him. He was looking in his snow globe. He was keeping an eye on him. Saw the girl, saw that she tried to save Frosty and he freaking melted, right? And he's like, you know what? I got to do the girl solid because I screwed her at Christmas. I'm not really sure, but I think it's a January TV show. Okay. All right. Yes. Santa Claus takes place over 90 days. That's definitely your Christmas movie. Did you hear that? No, oh. did not. Santa Claus takes place over 90 days. Definitely a Christmas movie. The Santa Claus, the one with Tim Tim Allen? Yes, the one with Tim Allen. All right. Now that is a gray area, that movie. That's a great one. That's a I'm, I love the fact that somebody's trying to stump me. That's a gray area. That, because the movie is solely about Santa Claus, by definition, it's a Christmas movie. And, and when I mean by definition, I mean by like biblical definition, like Santa Claus is Christmas. I, 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 <laughs> honestly, there's a lot of Christians that think I just, I, I, I'm going to hell. That's blasphemy, right? Isn't Don't Jesus worry, the Christmas? Jews and the Muslims <laughs> and the Hindus all agreed with you. Like, yeah, right, it's not what Christmas is about. I mean, isn't Jesus about Christmas? Yeah, no, Santa Claus, by definition. I mean, whatever. There was that Christ movie that Mel Gibson did, right? I guess that's a Christmas movie too, right? I don't know. I'm going. I think to that's an Easter movie, but you know, don't Easter movie. Don't quote me. But uh, right. so Jesus movies are Easter movies, yeah, and Santa Claus movies are Christmas movies. Yeah, Little Drummer Boy. That's that's Jesus being born. I think that's Christmas. No, it was just a setup for Easter. Okay. <laughs> so. I think you've now every, listen. Every holiday has an origin story. That's the <laughs> origin story. So what I'm getting from you, two, you have two main, you have two criteria now. It's either abundantly between on New Year, on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Yes. Or it's about Santa, which, by the way, gets you your Rudolph covered, like because it's real. That's really about Santa. Where Frosty Santa makes a cameo doesn't count. Yeah, he probably wasn't even in the credits at the end of the show. Yeah. Santa cameo doesn't count. Just like a Christmas Day doesn't, you know, oh, Christmas Day showed up in the middle of the movie. Just a cameo doesn't count. I'll I tell you something else I don't watch because you'll never catch me dead. These, these Hallmark freaking shows. Like, so there's a lot of banter going on. Like uh, I saw on the Internet that some guy had a. He took an AI bot and he forced it to watch every Hallmark movie ever and then write its own Hallmark movie, right? right. And, the, and it basically about down on her luck, single woman, goes to hometown, meets man, who kills her. <laughs> I don't know how that got in there, but that was like the, the AI bot's Christmas. But the point of the matter is a woman going home for the holidays in of itself does not make it a Christmas movie. It makes it a Hopeless romantic movie, maybe, or hapless romantic movie, but does not make it a Christmas movie. I think that's fair. She goes home. She goes to the she goes to the small town. She shows up at the diner. She leaves a nice tip. Not a Christmas movie. Speaking of tips, I am getting a little tired with some of the places that I'm being asked to tip people. <laughs> like Jersey Mike's? Jersey Mike's. Let me first start off with, if you go to a restaurant and you sit your ass down, remember that half of the problems you have are not your wait staff's fault. 
but they their money relies on your tip. So be kind, probably tip them well, even if there's something wrong with your food, it probably wasn't their fault. You're not going to go to the cashier and be like, I'm, you're going to get less money because I picked the rotten apple that was in this bag I couldn't see. Same thing should apply to your waitstaff. So this is not who I'm looking at. I am looking at, like you said, you go to a place where you go up to the counter, you order your food, and then you pay. Now, if I pay with cash and you have a change jar, sure, you get my 73 cents. But when I put my card in, I don't know. I'm not going to tip you. Don't ask me for a tip for my hoagie. Am I wrong? I think you're wrong, Obi. Now, listen, I understand why you feel that way, because I don't think you're unique in that, that feeling. And I was first put off by it as well, no doubt. But I think where I've come around to this is that I, I have this revelation that COVID, during COVID, these suckers had to go to work every day, right? And they had to serve my ass, right? Because I was doing DoorDash and all that crap, right? Because I was too afraid to, uh, I was too afraid to get COVID, but I was perfectly fine ordering food from somebody else who had to go, you know, work next to other people. And I just look at, I, I look at it as a guilt tax almost. Like, you know, I see it, listen, I'm temper. I'm a 10% guy. It comes up, I hit 10% like every time because I'm like, you know what? People are working their ass off. They're getting paid 15 bucks. Maybe if the 15 bucks got there on minimum wage. I worked in those types of jobs, shitty jobs. I worked at uh, Red Lobster. I worked in, uh, you know, as a dishwasher, didn't get shit there. But I was, um, I worked at uh, where, oh, Wendy's, right? I was a burger flipper. You work free. This is one of the jobs I worked the hardest in my life at. So I don't know. I think the tip, not a big deal but I do understand why it rose people the wrong way. So the DoorDash guy, I'll tip. The delivery dude, I'm tipping. I don't know. That guy gets the tip for me. But if I'm at the counter, no. All right, well, let's use Jersey Mike's, for example, right? Okay. Been to Jersey Mike's, right? I've been to Jersey Mike's. It's like, for anyone who hasn't been to Jersey Mike's, it's like, it's not exactly like Subway, but... You order your sandwich, you watch the guy or lady. And they make that shit for you. They make it for they you. They put the They're sandwich together for you. and then they give it to you. They could say, hey, Ed, you want to come behind the counter and make this shit yourself? Well, the everything's here. But they don't. So I think you, that's worth 10%. But when you go to the restaurant and I give the restaurant, do I walk into the back and ask, hey, you did the cooking? Well, listen. That's different because again, I worked in the I worked in a restaurant. I know for a fact as a dishwasher, I got paid more than the waiter did. Okay, the fact. So, but bus boys, bus boys and waiters, they they split their tips because the right bus boys and waiters split their tip. But the person who uh, at the restaurant I worked at, the person who was at the door, yeah, they, they got paid. They got a salary. They yeah. didn't get part of the tips. Right. So the people who cook the food. So okay, let's go slightly different from Jersey Mike. What about, like you said, Burger King, Wendy's, Five Guys, where the person who takes your order, takes your order and then it gets cooked by somebody else who calls your name up. Do you give the 10% there? No. So it's only for the person who walks down the line with you. What about Chipotle, where like the person goes halfway down the line with you and then somebody else takes over at the other half? No, I don't, I don't tip at Chipotle either. I got so a problem with that. Gotta be that somebody has to go the whole way down the line with you. If it's a different person, 
Well, don't you care. know, Obi, I'm, you know, I don't go through life this uh, philosophical. So, but I appreciate you making me thinking about my daily activities here. Yeah, it must <laughs> you be don't that. go through life this philosophical. Rewind the podcast and ask him about Christmas movies. But go on. Well, I've had a lot. It's Christmas season. I've been thinking about that a lot. But the tipping, you know, sometimes it's if I'm in a good mood. Like if I feel like I'm having a, for, you know, things are fortunate for me in life. Like the, life's going good for me. Like why can't I just give that ten percent? I'm giving like fifty-two cents to somebody. Like to all seven guys back there, ladies, but you know, I, I don't see a big deal. I really don't. I'm just, you know, I'm trying to pay it forward. But I understand. Listen, if you're down on your luck, life isn't going good for you. Yeah, screw those people. People should but be tipping my ass. I get it. I get it. I will say again, if I buy the sandwich and there is a chip jar and I use cash, my change goes in there. Now, it's not a lot. See, I never tip. I never do the tip jar. Never. Never do the tip jar. Never do the tip jar. Nope. You know why I never do the tip jar? Why? There's two reasons I never do the tip jar. The first one. Will this be philosophical? Uh, one is. One of them is. One is just purely comical. The one reason I don't do the tip jar is I watch Seinfeld. And I remember you tip. The only reason you tip at the end of the day is to get recognition for it. So they remember you. Like, listen, you go to open bar, right? What's the number one thing you do when you go to open bar? You tip big on the first drink. Why? Because you go cut the line the rest of the freaking wedding or wherever you're at, right? So right. why do you tip? Tip is for, uh, what is it? It's a. It's not true, right? But it's to improve service, right? Tip to improve service, right? So that's why you do it. So if you're not going to be seen putting the money in the tip jar, why are you going to tip, right? And then you're like George Costanza. You got to pull the money back out. So you get. To, then now you're a thief, right? So I never tip. That's one reason. The other reason is, your change part. And if I was working there and you threw me a couple nickels, I'd be like, dude, why don't you go home and try to roll that shit and bring it to the bank? I don't need to do that. So I'm not going to put a couple nickels in there. Like dollar bills is what I would put in there, but I need my dollar bills because I might have to spend it on something else. Well, in terms of the change, I know you're, uh, you're not where I am, where I live. We're just so used to the, the banks around here having coin machines that that's, doesn't even dawn on me. By the way, banks that I have might have the toy, coin machine, but I do all online banking, whatever. But the credit card's real easy, so we do differ there. I don't do the cash. So that Okay, so you're, you're going to give 10%. Yeah. If the person seems to have made your food for you, and yeah. then with your card, but if it's cash, you're probably not going to tip the same person. Whereas me... I'm going to give him the, the change if it's cash, but not on my card. Okay. Oh, yeah. And I'll go one step further. If I go to a Jersey Mike's. Which you seem to love. I like Jersey Mike's. It's good. But the, I go to this other place, Nardelli's. They make a good sandwich, too. I went there today, as a matter of fact. They got a racket where you give them 10%, whatever you give them. Then they ring the bell. So anybody in there knows that you're a big spender. I like that. I walk out with my chest all puffed out. They just did bing, bing, grazie. That's right. I'm the big guy. Cold Stone Creamery, they used to sing when you tipped them. Yeah. Then they stopped singing, and then I stopped tipping them. I was like, wait, you don't sing. I agree. And so, I, but I will tell you, Nardelli's is now, see, now Dar, Nardelli's is, they're teetering on a fine line now because here's why. Remember, I said to improve service, right? So the last time I went in there before today, 
Same guy at the counter. I go in there about once a week. Guy at the counter says, name for the order. I recognize you. I just don't remember your name. I thought, that's fine. It's hard to spell. I understand. Ed. Okay. So I get my I get my sandwich and I give a tip. I give a tip every freaking time. And I'm in there other times and that I get I see people get their food and the bell doesn't get rung. I get my food, the bell gets rung, right? So I go in there. This was last week. I don't remember your name. I know what you look like. What's your name? I go in there today. I know what you look like. I don't remember your name. Then I'm thinking to myself, maybe this motherfucker ain't gonna get a tip. <laughs> but I did it because it's Christmas. Fair enough. What about, do you tip tour guides? Yes. Okay. I tip tour guides, but that depends on how good they are. Some tour guides just mail it in. Right. And other tour guides are very good. I also, and this might be the cheap side of me, if I'm with a group of people and I know someone in the group is tipping, like they already have their money out, I'm not going to tip also. So if I'm with a group of people and those people include my old and man. I just outed myself as a big cheap ass. I understand yeah. that. If, <laughs> if I'm with a group of people and that group of people includes my old man, I yeah. usually, I don't tip unless they are really good. In which case I throw in a second tip. Because you're thinking your old man's tipping, right? I know my old man's. I don't, I'm not yeah. thinking. See, so that I should clarify because that's the group of people I'm talking about when I'm with right. my dad. Right, right, right. But you're, and you're not cheap because at some point you just become like, I'm still just, I'm a 50 year old kid. If he's tipping, he's covering me. Just like my kids aren't tipping shit. They know I'm covering them. Right, right. So now if, if, if the guide is exceptional, I will throw in for, for me. Yes. Um, I agree. So, and then I try to, when I go on to something where I know it's going to be a tour guide who's going to tip or they, Sometimes they like remind you in the beginning. And by the way, don't forget we make our money on tipping. I'll try to hit up the ATM and get $25 and be, and it's either $5 or 20, which is crazy. Like you get a, you, you get a, what is that? 300% increase if you're good. But that's usually what I carry. If you, like, are you a five or a 20? Like, but you're right. Cause some tour guides, they entice you. You're into it. You're laughing. You're learning. And other tour guides are like, and over here we have the Eiffel Tower. Hey, kids, Big Ben, you know? Yeah, I also think the other thing that matters on the tour guide since you went there, I think the ma- the price of the tour matters as well. Like, so I go on some cruises and you go on these tours that are like 250 bucks a person. That's freaking ridiculous, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. That's a, that's and, a happy- I, and I understand the poor person giving the tour isn't getting any of that money. Like the cruise ship's getting some, like somebody's getting a piece. And they're getting a very little piece, but it's just really tough to stomach a, let's say two, it wasn't two, $200 tour per person, four of us, that's $800 to go see some whales. It's real tough. Not to say I didn't tip. It's just real. Then you start, you start doing the math in your head. Like I spent 800 on this and now I got to spend more money. Just, I don't know. That's that, that always comes into factor into it. It's different than if you're just going through New York City on a $35, you know, see the city bus. Right, right, right. Well, now those buses don't have to tip because they just play it in your ear and there's no person. Yeah, got it, got it. Yeah, and, and I'm not tipping the bus driver who just, you know, that doesn't seem so to So I'll tip, like, I'll, I'll tip the guy at, like, the airport shuttle. Like, you, you park and you park your car. And you yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. The, I'll tip him. 
I'll tip him and I'll, but I'll also tip him depending on if he touches, he gets more if he touches my luggage. Like some of those guys, they don't touch their luggage. Right. Then they get maybe two bucks. But if they tip my luggage, if they touch my luggage, they probably get two bucks a bag. Right. So all depends. Like it all depends on if you're touching my luggage, if you're not, if you're helping me out or if you're just doing what you're supposed to do. There's a lot. It, tipping sucks because it's a big, complicated calculation you got to do at a moment's notice. So what brought this whole conversation up? And my shout out to uh, the Modern House Soho in New York City. We had a great time there. And everyone who worked there was fantastic. And they had held my luggage. And I went out and I forgot that these guys, that I had my luggage there and there would be guys there to help me. So I didn't hit, hit up the ATM. And I get there and they're like, oh, we can get your luggage. I'm like, no, please don't take my luggage. I feel horrible. I have no money to tip you. Granted, it's, it's 10 steps, whatever. But like that is something you do to get a tip. And they're like, no, we insist. Do not worry about it. We got it. I'm like, are you sure? Because I'm really embarrassed. I have like no cash. And they're like, no worries. Like, because I warned them. I had like, I would, of course, I'd love, love to throw you guys a few bucks. I, so shout out to those guys at the Modern House Soho say it twice just to give them their props. That's the best I can do. So Obi, but I get yeah, that, Then right? you get embarrassed because you're like, you're in a position where you should have been prepared. Yep. I agree. It. I agree. And so here's here's another one on the 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 tipping um, piece like you're, you're talking about valet parking. So if I choose to valet park my car because I want to like I'm going to the casino and I can self park to the left or valet to the right. And I want to be a high roller that day and I go valet. I got no problems with it. Right. I'm choosing it. But I hate nothing more than when I go to like a function and because of the limitations of the space, it's mandatory valet parking. Like, I hate to have to tip a guy to park my car when I'm perfectly capable of parking my car myself. But they have a rule that says I can't. That pisses me off. So we have a favorite fancy restaurant that we go to, my wife and I. And if you pull in the back parking lot, you have to like drive through somebody else's parking lot. You can get in behind and park your car. But if you come in the front entrance, it's mandatory valet. And so we go in the back because you're right. Like, unless I want to, it's not that, oh, I don't want to tip these guys. They're still constant cars. I don't feel like I'm ripping them off, but I'm like, I don't want to pay for valet parking today. It's a nice day. When it's raining, hook me up. Come in under the awning. But yeah. you're right. Valet parking or this, the the coat rack person is there. And you're like, do I give them my coat rack or do I look like the fool with my coat? Because I wasn't... Yeah, you know. You're not thinking about it either. Yeah, I also hate having somebody else in my car because those guys, you know, that's the other thing. You, you valet park your car, but they decide to adjust your seat to fit them. Hey, I'm sorry, dude. You're in my car for like 30 seconds. Scrunch up a little bit if you're a big guy. And if you're a small, you know, tip, you know stretch out the toes a little bit. I don't understand... Why, when I get in my car, I have to readjust my seat or my mirrors. So I think a lot of these ones that we're on now, which are the ones that triggered me even more than the Jersey Mike's type situation is, we are moving more and more to like a cashless society. So yeah. these guys, the valet, the coat rack, uh, the bellhop, you just had money on you like oh here boom you have change for this you have and of course they did they wanted to get there yeah of course i have change for that because i want you to give me some of that and now you're like do you do you have a card reader on you yeah you're right and that puts you in a bad spot because i never have i very rarely have cash on me very right. rarely like because i just you use i use my credit card for it 
everything, right? Right. And and so then you like feel like a schmo that you can't give somebody two bucks or a buck. Right. right. Like, you sit. You sit here. You like. I mean, I was in the city. I was prepared to have some fun in the city. I'm sitting here with a bank. You know, my my. You know, we've. I think we've talked on the show about like I have my own little allowance. Allowance account is full. You know, got all my money in the world. All well, more than enough to tip a guy a couple bucks. And I'm like, huh? Well, and then the other problem is if you do actually have cash because you know you're going out, so you're like, oh shit, I got to hit the ATM. ATM ain't giving you small bills and singles. ATM gives you 20s. So now you park your valet car. Yeah, you may have $100 in your wallet, but it's 520s. That don't help. My ATM gives fives. Yeah, South Jersey's got something going on down there. You got change machines in your banks and getting fives. Hey, absolutely. Absolutely on the fives. That is the greatest and, thing. And, and then is it is it gauche to say to the guy... Hey, I only got 20s. Can you give me change? I don't think it's ghost. I it, it might be. I've never thought it was. Call it bad parenting. Um, I'd like to give you something, but I don't want to give you a, a 20. So see, I have a you, tough time saying that to somebody. Yo, bro. <laughs> I know I need to give you something, but you ain't worth what I got. <laughs> I mean, that's what you're really saying. When you say to somebody, can you break a 20? You're basically saying, dude, you ain't worth a 20. And then you go, yo, can you break a 20? But I need a 10, a 5, and 5 singles, please. I, then they I know exactly say, what they're getting. I'll usually tell them how much I want back. But I'll say, I would not say break a 20. I say, you have change for a 20. Can I get 13 back? Can I get 15 back? Can I get 12? Whatever the, the, the proper route is. You know when it's the worst? It's like, like you said, if you go to open bar function, like... If you know you're going to be at that open bar function all night, I will probably drop a 20 on the first one. And Oh, so do I. So do I. But if you're going, if you're at an open bar fu function where you're not going to be there the whole time for whatever, especially like a work function, like, you know, like I'm not going full scale. Then you're like, I need you. Give me your, I don't need you to remember me. So I yeah. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. I, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely right. I agree. Yeah. So. You can't remember me as a guy who down. wouldn't give you a 20. Yeah. If you're if, listen, if I'm going to be here all day, I have no problem giving you a 20 and I'll probably give you another one later. Cause you're going to be putting me to the front of the line. And you're going to earn it. But since I'm only going to have one, uh, here's a couple bucks, buddy. I get it. I get it. So now here's a, here's an idea I read about in, in, in the paper, the paper, I don't know a website, whatever it was about tipping at a restaurant. Now in our modern times, we usually know what the prices at a restaurant are. You know, like you're going with, you know, you and your wife, let's say, and whatever. You get one appetizer, one meal, three drinks, and a dessert between you. You look on the menu, quickly add it up. That's going to be between 150 and 160. So you decide, let's call it 160. And you're like, hey, it's going to be $30. Uh, I'll end up tipping $32 if it's 20% on 160. I read in a, in a, a paper... Instead of tipping after, tip before. Then, to improve service. They know, they know what they're getting. They know you've tipped them. And if, if you're tipping on an estimate of 20%, even if you go slightly over or slightly under, they're going to feel like you're a 20% tipper. And it might improve your service. And it takes some of the pressure off of them to have to behave 
fake. Because this is what they got. They know what they got. Now, don't go and give them $10 if you're at a restaurant where you're going to spend 160 But I've never had the guts to try it, but I've always wanted to. It's an interesting theory, Obi. You know, I think another episode, and I know we're, we're, we're getting short and people probably want to get back to the holiday plans after they listen to this, po- this podcast episode. But a future episode, I think we have to talk about splitting bills, too. This is easy. We don't have time to get into that. Don't, I don't take the bait. We don't need to do it now, but I'm just saying, because, and I'd love to hear people's feedback on that. We could, we could have a good episode around splitting bills and people's feedback around that. Cause everyone has just as is diehard a Christmas movie. I think a lot of people have their own opinions on splitting the bill. And I think there's a lot of stupid people too. I'm just going to say that uh, to the group of people who got uh, this podcast as a text message, who I don't harass to listen to our podcast. If you got this far, it was a teaser for a future episode. I'm just going to leave it at that. They know who they are now. I hope they listened. Uh, and I wait for their feedback. Because the truth is that we suck. And that's charming. I'm Obi. That said, listen to us wherever you can find your podcasts. Thanks a lot. Happy holidays.